Hello everybody, it's me Ross and welcome back to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social. And the season is nearly done and dusted. Two more games to go, but it's been a pleasure to bring you this series, this podcast throughout the season. Hope you've enjoyed it. I'm joined tonight by Ben, Seggs and Bono, aka View from you 2 aka Matt, to discuss all things town. I'm going to go over to you, Ben, first. How are you doing, my friend? It's always a pleasure. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, Ross. Excellent intro. Um, I'm very well. Um, enjoyed Tuesday night. Um, I know we'll get into that a little bit in, the, in a second. Um, but yeah, no complaints from me. Looking forward to the weekend after what, what's been a short week, hasn't it? And uh, two games to go. A little bit of an odd feeling with nothing riding on, riding on it, but still looking forward to seeing how we come up come up against crew, obviously the relegated side, and um, Ipswich have no hopes of the playoffs. But still, smile on our faces, I think, after Tuesday, and yeah, we'll see how we get on on Saturday. We shall indeed. And um, the next man that's joining us this week is good old Segs. And if you're watching on video, he's got a very rare away third-choice kit, which just looks beautiful. And Segs is modelling it very well. Um, how are you doing, my friend? It's been a while, but it's always good to have you on. Yeah, not too bad, thanks. I hope everyone else is good. Um, looking forward to Last away game of the season, actually. It feels weird going all that way for nothing to play for, but might as well go finish off the season well and uh, hope we get the three points and bring them back to Suffolk. That doesn't matter, doesn't matter, but you know it's still good to finish on a win. Yeah, it's always good to just go to away day when you when you're travelling. You just want a good performance and most importantly, yeah. most of the time, three points. So hopefully, we do do get that in Crew. And of course, it's good old Liam from Crew. Um, he's his derby. He'll be there. Um, showing us his hometown and um, yeah, I'm sure we want to see us beat his hometown as well. Uh, the final man that is joining us this week is good old Bono. How are you doing, my friend? Who I, I met his father on Tuesday, which was, was it's fantastic, although he's a Leeds fan, but we'll get into that later. That's, an, that's another story for another day. But Bono, welcome back to the show, my friend. Hey, Ross. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, good to be here. And yeah, you met my dad. Bless him. He's a Leeds fan, but somebody has to be. Oh, just get into there. There you go. There you go. There you go. Fair enough. I was waiting for you to expand, but um, no, it's a pleasure to have you all three on the podcast. Um, let's get right into the takeaways from the last two games against the League One elect, um, who will most likely be playing League One football next season. Rotherham having a bit of a, a shaky moment at the moment. Um, Wigan, we stopped them in their path to maybe getting promoted on Tuesday night, but um, we stopped them a good two-two draw, very promising. Draw. We were two one up, and then Will Keane Kane's back to haunt us, and he goes and celebrates. But um, I think he's a good player. I know Seggs is a big fan of Will Keane because of um, his exploits when he was here, our injuries and playing out of position, all that. But Ben, what are your takeaways from the two results? Um, of course, a defeat at Rotherham, but I thought we played okay. Second half, let's not talk about. But um, takeaways from the two games. Um, takeaways really putting the two games together. Oh. You know, we should have really not lost to Rotherham. Probably would have been a draw, would have been a fair result. Despite the second half performance, I thought we created enough to to come back with a point. Um, and then Wigan, obviously, that is what we got when we could have won, could have got three points. But probably the fact that we matched the two best sides in the division, um, and obviously we drew twice with MK Dons. I mean, those three are better than everybody else. We didn't even have to play that well to do that. So what strikes me, sort of taking away when I was driving home. Um, on Tuesday night, I just I just thought to myself, if we'd just shown just a little bit more consistency this year, we could have been up there because that is, I think, the difference between those sides. You know, certainly on our day, we're a match for anybody, which 
And I, actually, this season, I've enjoyed playing those sides a lot more. They've been better spectacle, sort of less time wasting, usually less nonsense. I know the stuff with Morsi and Bennett has been flying around and that was a load of rubbish. But um, but gen- generally, a little bit disappointment. You know, we, we know we're good enough. This season has been a bit of a wasted opportunity despite the signings and, you know, make, make, making everybody mix and gel on how long it's got to take and do that. But through the 90 minutes, we've been good enough to beat these sides. It's the it's the games in between that we haven't been able to consistently put a run, run together like they have. So we've got to learn lessons from Wigan and Rotherham, not in those 90 minutes against them, but in the uh, in the difference in terms of the dropping of the points that we have against what you call maybe the lesser sides in this division. So that that they might well that is my main takeaway. Really good under the lights at Portman Road. I really, and then I hope that against Charlton, the last game of the season, we can play again to a similar standard. But the main thing is we've just got to show better consistency because that is what we're missing this year. Rotherham, Wigan, fair play to them. I know Rotherham have had a blip, but you'd still back them, I think. Maybe just about if they get it together to, to pip MK Dons, but we'll see. Not our concern. Consistency next year, please, at Twitch. Indeed, and uh, taking those chances when we get, you know, we're on top all the time, but we just don't take those chances. Um, Sex, um, you were at both games. Uh, what are your takeaways from both of them? Um, some promising signs. Um, good to see us, well, be in front against Wigan, who are, you know, League One elect, uh, but just couldn't hold on. And uh, our old friend Will Keane was there to spoil the the big win we could have got under the lights. Yeah, yeah I'll start with this picture for those who want to see, look, me and, me and Keane there. Can't see it very well, but you know, quite quite disappointed when he reacted the way he did. But you can understand it. Um, people were giving him a bit of shit. Um, so yeah, to yeah, it was it was written in the stars, really heckling him, and all of a sudden, corner right on top of his head. I mean, his, he did well to lose his player, lose his mar- lose his man, and back of the net it went. So you know, in the second goal, possibly Thompson should have done better for the cross. Um, and you know, if, we, if he had, which probably won that game two one. So yeah, um, I think the main takeaway is we've got to be more, more um, consistent, more lethal. Um, I mean, Norwood missing the chance that he had in the first half against Rotherham, um, Wolford, and going forward, I mean, he chose the wrong option out of two, out of three actually. Um, I had to shoot or pass it back to Morsey, and Morsey proved against Wigan if it, if he had that ball after Wolfenden's run on Saturday, that'd have been in the back of the net. So you know. Um, Often it chose the wrong option there against Rotherham. One of those two go in or both go in, we'll probably at least coming away with a point. Um, and I think Rotherham would have, I think Rotherham would have struggled if we'd have gone one 0 up. And you know, this we've seen it before then this season. They've done a bit of a blip. Um, I'd quite like to see Sheffield Wednesday sneak up there. Actually, it's looking more and more likely. Um, which a bit of a surprise considering those three have been up there the whole season. Um, but yeah, I think it looked positive. I think the trouble is Ben was saying how we need to get more points against these. Middle, mid-table, lower league sides, but they come to Portman Road and they shut the bus. They, shut, they just completely parked the bus against us, um, which Wigan didn't do. They went for it, and that's what allowed us to open them up a bit more. Um, whereas like Shrewsbury, um, trying to think who else, you know, Cambridge, completely come here and just park the bus, and we can't do anything with it. Um, I think that's what we need to learn to um, break down more often. Um, it doesn't help that we're more reliant on Burns, and as soon as teams work out that Burns is our main threat. The left-hand side isn't up to scratch and we fall away. So I think that's our target for the summer is just work out the weaker areas of our team and strengthen and then we'll be good to go next season. We'll, those points will get on the, we'll get those points on the board and we'll climb the table and we'll be top six, top two, without a doubt, as long as we have a good summer, um, which I'm sure we will do. 
especially with Ashton being in America this week. So um, very positive, very exciting. Um, we're still looking forward to next season. Um, they said today season tickets are the highest ever been in a decade, aren't they? Or yeah. about to be. I do. I do feel like this season would have been similar if it wasn't for COVID. I feel like season ticket sales last year had a bit of bit of a suffer because of you know uncertainty of COVID. So I think they would have sold more in that sense. But it's still a good sign for next season. I'm just looking forward to just ending the season really now and having a good summer and pushing on for next year. We need a good start. We need a good August and that this year. Yeah, that, that we do need a good start. And um, yeah, 21,000 at Port and Row on a Tuesday night, by the way. And it was a rearranged fixture. Of course, it was going to be Easter Monday. If that was on Easter Monday, of course, we still didn't have nothing to play for because the season's over. But it would have still been a lovely afternoon in the sunshine at Port and Row. But it is what it and is. And Wigan, um, Wigan would have brought more as well. Yeah, it would have done. No doubt about it. Yeah. yeah, that's completely changed how many they brought down for that game. Yeah. So. Um, it's it's still still mad in League One. The amount of you know, well, next season the attendance we're gonna it's gonna be could, could average twenty six, twenty eight every game. It looks like it anyway. But yeah, exciting times. But no one can say HMS pissed the league. All right, no one can say that. All right, if you say that, I'm slapping you in person. All right, I'm slapping you. Um, anyway, enough of that. I heard they're um, starting. To, they're getting the boat ready at the docks already. Uh, <laughs> I know you're joking. I know you're joking, but none of that. Um, <laughs> but Bono. Over to you, mate, to, to finish off this chat. Takeaways from Rotherham and Wigan. Uh, you looked at me when Gwion Edwards came on because uh, he was like, former boy, my former boy. Um, another former man coming, could have haunted us, but he didn't do much. But um, your thoughts on the, the two games? Uh, the takeaways from the kind of top two, unbelievable, really, because neither of them really impressed me. Well, actually... They did because when Rotherham beat us at home, they um they did look different gravy. But I think they they played slightly differently when we went to their place a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think like Morsi said, we're 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 so close yet so far. I think a few tweaks here and there, and we're definitely kind of on the right on the right trajectory, which is um easy for me to say. Um, I just think we're lacking that cutting edge. Um, obviously I didn't go to Rotherham. I I got a TV pass to watch it, and um. Our our striker, uh, Norwood, he just looked really, really isolated um, because with the two kind of central midfielders kind of sitting a little bit and the two number 10s, which I think the jury's still out when it works, it's fantastic. When it doesn't work, it's kind of, it's almost pointless. Um, so I think there's a few tweaks here and there. Um, Tuesday um with with Wigan was was absolutely fantastic like like you mentioned before I, t I took my dad I arranged that ages ago a uh, ticket office were able to sort him out uh, a seat next to me because U2 is is quite it's not an exclusive area but it's difficult to get tickets there because they it's it's an overspill for other areas so you can't usually buy tickets and um yeah the atmosphere was was absolutely fantastic it was a bit chilly once the sun went down it was a bit chilly willy wombat but um uh the kind of it was the Will Keane pantomime villain thing. I mean, I've seen a few things this week about you know how how good would he be in, in our team, and you know it's a it's, it's a nice thought, isn't it? Um, and yeah, he was always played that position, never really looked that fit, and he's he's had an absolutely barnstorming season for Wigan Athletic, who you know when we went to their place when we had McGreal and and, and Dyer in charge. They, they weren't that impressive. Um, we just have to find those consistencies to grind out to grind out results. Um, 
I think you know we, we we do need a plan B because a lot of the time it's it's very very samey and when we do change you know for like when we lost a home against Cambridge when they they you know Mark Bonner tactically was absolutely spot on stopped us playing well if teams stop us playing we have to find another way to start playing because it is I love watching it um, particularly from from my little bit in the U2 we're so close to the pitch seeing those little overlaps and those triangles is fantastic but if a team does its scouting and works out that that's what we do then you know we're not we're not going to score um, but yeah just just seeing Wolfenden as well going forward just is so graceful he's like he's like a gazelle wearing wearing football boots just just galloping forward and you know I think almost like like with the Rotherham game he you know he had that chance which which Segs alluded to I think that's obviously a side which side of his game which is a defender it's probably it's probably on the back burner there's probably lots of other preferences which defenders are, are, are kind of coached but um yeah I don't Although, you know, we probably are going to finish lower than what we did last year. The, the club is a totally different place. The team is a totally different team. Um, there's so much to be, you know, cheerful for, isn't there? So it's not it's not panic stations. There's no emergency podcasts or anything like that required, I think, at this time. So, you know, let's um, let's see how we do. I'm quite, I'm re- you know what, I'm really looking forward to the close season. I'm a bit of a nerd. So, you know, what kit are we going to be wearing? Um Squad numbers, signings, fixtures, fixtures. Because I think the fixtures are going to be released even earlier, obviously, because the season starts on July the thirtieth, which is just right. like, oh my god! So, will that mean a, a, a later. pre-season? Sorry, release later. Release later, aren't they? It's like a couple of days before my birthday. It's never that late. I think it's. I think it's around. Is it usually around June? It's twenty third of June. I know that for sure. Right. It's three days before my birthday. <laughs> so. so, yeah. So if they're released kind of on the 23rd of June for an August 10th or August 8th kickoff, then can we take it that they'll be released at the beginning of June, maybe? I hope so, because yes, that's... It's, you know, you... it's 23rd of June. It's been confirmed. Oh, it has been? Yeah, it's 23rd of June. That's what I'm saying. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you Sigs. 23rd of June. There we go, guys. Put it in your diary. Uh, we'll have a live and exclusive reaction um, to that with um, with Ross and Liam. So, yeah. <laughs> Liam, why, why Liam? Uh, he'll be driving you to all the games, Ross. <laughs> Hopefully by next season I'm driving myself. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll I'll, see. I'll, I'll, raise a glass. I'll raise a glass to that. Yeah, watch 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 out other drivers. You know, from from me. Um, but yeah, are you, are you all done, Dusty Bono? Would you like to add more, my friend? I, I thought I gave you a really good segue, but yeah, very true. Um, uh, yeah, I think um, as you mentioned, uh, no emergency podcast will be needed, but there is an emergency discussion um, today. Of course, Tyree Simpson is a talking point. Um, he wasn't on the the podcast list of what we're going to talk about, but um, it, it, the club announced it today. Um, Kieran McKenna actually revealed that striker Tyree Simpson has told the club he would like to leave. Um, of course, he was on loan at Swindon at the start of the season, was scoring his goals, um, and then he got recalled, and he's been pay- basically playing for the under-23s. Um, I would go over to Ben to get his thoughts on this, but uh, Ben is currently with a black screen and circling, so I'm going to have to actually go over to you, Bono, because you're a man who... I would say you're a big fan of Tyree Simpson. I know you always talk about him and stuff, and you saw him play for the 23s a few weeks back when we lost. Um, your thoughts on this developing news? I'm a bit, 
I'm gutted actually. I'm, I'm really, really sad. So Tyrese, um, I think he's, he's he's fairly local to me in Mid Suffolk. So I've seen him a few times. Stopped and chatted. Really, really nice, nice kid actually. Um, and yeah, so he went to Swindon, came back. Um, when I saw him for the under twenty threes, um, there was something. I think the body language was a little bit off. Um, kind of overreacting to kind of 50 50 decisions and and stuff like that and he, he he you know he didn't that day he didn't show me anything to say that he deserved to be in a match day squad let alone let alone starting um you know who knows the reasons why that's between the club the player and the representative um i think he's he, he has come on since i think oh, when did I see him? Was it the? It was before COVID. I think he came on as a sub. It was a it was a midweek night game. And um, welcome back, Ben. And he's he's come on. I mean, when I saw him for Swindon versus uh, Manchester City in the FA Cup, he, he he did look a totally different player. It looked like he's worked on his his touch, his technique. Um, he he's a lot more athletic. So he's he's never not been athletic, but he he's closer to being. Uh, an all-round athlete now than rather just a big guy for his age. Um, I mean, who knows how far he'll go with, with the potential. Um, it's sad. It's always sad when an academy product um, leaves. I think it's an unusual step for it to be, um, for it to be talked about kind of this early. I, I can't, I can't recall any other, usually things like this happen kind of um, in the post pre season, don't they? Um, but obviously the club have come out and taken what I believe to be an unprecedented step to say he has told us he wants to go, which I guess kind of quells a lot of our hopes and expectations that he that he will be staying. But obviously um, he apparently has uh, an option on his contract. So, you know, the club, the club might trigger that um, in order to get a fee for him. Because obviously, I mean, it's only right, isn't it? I mean, the amount of times that players go to... To, to other teams for nothing at all. And he's been with us, what, four, five, I'm thinking five years. Um, so, yeah, gutted, really. I mean, there's loads of speculation. Oh, it's the agent's fault, blah, blah, blah. But we don't know. It could be. We we don't know that. So, kind of, let's see. I think it'll all come out in the wash. Um, so, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, my closing thought is he was, he was our fifth-choice striker. Um, I've seen some reaction today, like you know, we're, we're letting like a pr- complete prodigy go. I, mm. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's something different about him. That's for sure. Um, but I think ultimately his 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 style, I don't think would would fit under what Kieran McKenna wanted, which you know, ultimately I think is is quite an important thing to remember. So good luck to him. Nice kid. I hope he um I hope he looks after himself and um. Will be, I'll be, I'll certainly be keeping an eye on how his career develops. Indeed, and um, Ben, I want to go over to you now. You're, you've returned. Um, your feelings on this? Then, when he got recalled, and we weren't scoring the goals, our strikers weren't scoring. They were out. Everyone was out of form. A lot of people were saying, "Bring Tyree Simpson in." Where were you? You know, what sort of were you on the fence about it all? Where were you in terms of would you giving Tyree Simpson a chance and? Your feelings on him leaving the club? Likely he'll get the option, and then we'll just sell him on for a little little fee. Yeah, I mean, Lee's a little 
bit of a sour taste in the mouth. You never want to see one of your sort of academy lads um, leave in these circumstances. But whether we'll find out the full story, I don't know. Um, I think I said to a few few of the guys in the group that it is refreshing, at least, that we seem to hold the cards a little bit more, uh, being financially in, in the place that we are now. We're not going to be held to ransom. I know Ashton sort of alluded about agent problems, etc. I'm not too interested in that. It, it's a shame whether he deserved a chance. I don't know. He's got a few goals for Swindon in League Two, but up until probably the end of March, only a few weeks ago, were we really, really struggling, thinking maybe he deserves a chance. But we're not there every week at training. You know, McKenna, I think we've got to give him the benefit of any doubt at all in terms of Tyree Simpson and his development. Someone like him with his coaching pedigree should know best. Maybe with a better attitude, if it is an attitude problem, I don't know. Or maybe when I say attitude, instead of wanting to stay at the club, he'd have got a chance in these last two games. Again, never going to know. It's all hypothetical now. He's obviously said he wants to leave. If he sees that is the best way for a professional career, who are we to judge? You know, I'm not don't know the kid. You know, I, I, I really think as much as we, it is a story, it is an Ipswich Town story, we've got much bigger things to worry about, to be honest. I, if, he, if he goes on and rips it up in League One next year and gets a deal in a League One club, I'll be really surprised. But I mean, amazing if he does. Well, well played to him, as long as it's not against us. It'd be great if it was for uh, maybe a middle, mid-table side and he takes loads of points off a uh, promotion rival for, against... Um, Against us, so um, yeah, disappointed slightly that someone's leaving. On it seems like under a bit of a cloud. Obviously, the whispers that you hear do sound that it's a, a sad end to what could have been a really promising career with Ipswich. We'll see what he goes on to do, but yeah, he hasn't really cut a mustard for us as he's gone to Swindon, done okay. But yeah, good good luck, Tyrese. Hasn't worked out. Yes, I'm aware that my mic was muted. Um, I, I realised when I brought out the words of segs, and then uh, yeah, and then I realised I wasn't Russ saying anything. Give us bingo cards out. Pretty much, pretty much. My friend, all that jazz. Um, at segs. Uh, your your final your final notes on Tory Simpson. Um, are you that fast that he's not going to be playing for us? Not really. I think he had a golden chance to get into the team when Caden Jackson got injured. Caden Jackson was nowhere to be seen before Kieran McKenna and he got back on the team and showed how much we've been missing him at the moment. You think um, our season's gone a bit downhill since he got injured to be honest. Um, we haven't produced as much up front. Um, so yeah, as soon as Caden Jackson got injured, I think Simpson had his chance to impress. Um, if his attitude was in the right place, I think he'd have got Lee on the bench and could have made his way into the team. But um, he hasn't done and now he's he's shown that he wants to leave. Whether it's because he was enjoying his football at Swindon and had to come back or what, I don't know, but it's disappointing, but it is what it is. Um, good luck to him and see what, see how it goes, but I haven't got much to say on the matter. I think, I just generally think he could have, if he had, if his attitude was there, he'd have got into the team with Kate Jackson. Um, I agree with Sex. I think that's spot Yeah, I agree with that too. Um, Bonnet, so your hand up, are you just once again just agreeing as well? I was agreeing, but also... You know, the what I what I don't think, and this is very much a young footballer problem that that you know I'm I'm forty. I remember being Tyrese's age. What I don't think helps when because there's lots of talk about attitudes and agents and stuff. What doesn't help is 
social media presence and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I follow lots of young footballers on, on Insta and Twitter and stuff. And when you see there's, there's very little football content and they're just modeling Balenciaga and, and other premium brands and stuff. And it's like, you've, you've, you've not made it. You've barely played 20 professional games. You've, you've, you know, you've not scored many goals and, you know, you're kind of acting like your social media profile is you're, you're kind of making yourself out to be a bit, a bit of a, Oh, I don't know, but yeah, Pratt. it's, it's Pratt. Yeah, but yeah, yeah well, well, well said. You won't need to use the beat button with me tonight, Ross. Um, but it's just, you just kind of look at it and just think, why, 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 why? Go and win the Premier League, the UEFA Cup. Go and get some caps for your country. Score twenty-five goals, and then give it the big and sitting in a hot tub with a bottle of something sparkling cold. But yeah, yeah. Not when you're still living with your mum or whatever. Do you know what I mean? But there you go. Onwards and upwards. Good luck, Tyrese. Indeed. And um, Seth, we're going to bring in a bit of Chris Jericho. A little bit of the bubbly. bubbly. (laughs) For the wrestling fans out there, a little bit of the bubbly. Um, Anyway, let's get into some funny stuff, um, some silly stuff. And that is the strike. Ben, Segs, Bonogo, head-to-head. Got four questions slash a tiebreaker if needed. We'll we'll probably do the tiebreaker because we always do. Um, it's always good to gamble. Um, well, not, not too much, you know, when the fun stops, stops. But in terms of just the tiebreaker, gamble. Uh, question number one, <laughs> at home, if you're listening, um, if you are listening, because then we're basically talking to ourselves. Um, I'm going to shut oh, up now. Question, oh, oh, dear me, mate. Um, question one is on... Velice Shmulakoski, he celebrated. <laughs> is that right? So you say it? Um, Close yeah, yeah. I won't bore you yeah. with my um with my pronunciation yeah. skills. It is it is one of my my specialist areas of skill. Is. But this isn't yes. this isn't the Bono show for Ross. Yes, yes. But um, yes, he celebrates his birthday on Sunday. So happy birthday to him. Then um, he scored his only town goal against which team was it? Blackpool, Barnsley, or Bristol City? It was an, a, a home win. Um, he scored one of the goals, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, that's fine. It's, it's a long time ago, Sex. Um, it was 2007 or eight or whatever time it was. Didn't have, an, anyway. didn't have, didn't have an H in it? Um, no. no. When, when it came up, I was... Oh. I was pretty confident it was this team, and now the team's come up, so I'm really going to be annoyed if it's wrong. Okay, take it away. I've gone. Can you see that Blackpool? Blackpool, yep. I can't remember. I went Barnsley. Barnsley, Blackpool. Yeah, probably wrong. It is Blackpool, so it is one one zero. But Seg, do not worry. We've still got a couple of questions to go. Do not worry. Question two is on how many times has Town won at Crew in ten games? So I've only played them. At crew, so this is at crew um, in ten games. So the closest Sorry, is it at crew? Yes, at Liam from Cruise. <laughs> at crew. How many times have we won at crew? <laughs> I'm, I'm gutted. I'm gutted. I'm not going. I've got one of my one of my one of my friends from work lives in crew, and um, yeah, but he's he's away. Great story, Matt. Yes, um, very good. Yeah. Uh, so closest to the correct. Answer gets two points. No, gets a point, and then if you get it bang on, you get two points. Okay, take away. Just want a little swig of water there. 
Um, I've gone five. Right. I went five. How big is your right? How? Seven. Now, it is five, so it is double points for Segs and Ben. So it is three, two, one. But Bono, do not worry. The next question is on one of my boys, D McDonald. Remember him? I oh, do. Did, t- did he go to Gillingham after Ipswich? Yeah, or he was. Question. That's the question, man. You can't. Tell. No, no, no. I'm joking. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, but he scored his only town goal against Crew. But how many games did he play for Town in total? Um, so once again, two points if you get it bang on. Point if you get closest. So it is three, two, one. Good old Dean McDonald. He also had a spell in Inverness, um, another team that Liam supports. He supports a lot of teams. It's one of a lot of places supports a lot, a lot of places. Teams, yeah, I feel, like I feel like we're you know being horrible to Liam, but we, we love Liam. Here. He's he's my main driver. Good old Liam from Crew. He's all he's all right. He's all right. Ah, right. Yes, yeah, Ben. Yeah, Ben McDonald. He scored his only goal. It was on Valentine's Day in 2006. Adam Lee uh, had to get come off injured, so Dean McDonald had to come on as a substitute. Um, and yeah, we won two total one. appearances. Yeah, total appearances. In the league and cups, all competitions. Oh, oh sorry, sorry, Seg. Sorry, should, yeah. Bono, you're nodding like you actually know. I think he does. Is, is he done, done some got... research? No, no, I've done it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not... I don't think you had enough time. I don't think you had enough time to Google it because I think you have to, you know. Where's the where's the honesty and integrity? There's no yes. there's no joy in that kind of thing, is there? No, uh, I always I always nod because every, every week someone you are that guy that this week, Ben, that kind of questions the total the totalness of the total. <laughs> I've got no idea. I put twenty four. I mean, it doesn't matter if you see it, it's not gonna be right. Okay, twenty four. Sixteen. I went fifteen. Oh, well, somebody. Is bang on, and that somebody is Thomas Seconds. Oh. It is fifteen appearances. There we it's go. Good job you said about the cups because I went twelve originally. Ooh, <laughs> ooh! Show us your working sex. <laughs> Random. Yeah, I think you made he made five didn't... starts. Ten, ten. Yeah, came off he, the didn't, bench he didn't play very often, did he? No. Yeah, he he got, signed got... with another lad, didn't he? I think they were both. Did they two players joined from Old Ford Academy in London or something like? He signed with somebody else. I remember. He came from Arsenal. He signed from Arsenal. That's it. Yeah, not Old Ford. But no. Yeah. Move on. Okay. So yeah. So Segs is in the lead. It's three. No wait. Ben's got three. You got three, haven't you, Ben? I got three. Yeah. And then you got two points, didn't you, Sex? I'm, I'm losing track of this one wrong. But you got two. So he's, he's got four, you've got Sex's three. Got yeah, Sex has got four. Uh, I need a counter. I need a counter. Um, you need like Carol Vorderman. Yes, pretty much. Pretty much. Or um, um, the other one. We need Jermaine right. Wright. We need Jermaine Wright because he's the next question. Um, and this is a chance for Ben to get back in it or Sex has won. Uh, but unfortunately, what? You can still play. You can still play. It's fine. It's fine. We, well, we've got a tiebreaker. Once again, whoever's in the lead, they can gamble and they can take, you know, take it there. But anyway, um, Geraint Wright joined town from Crew. But what was the fee? Was it 450k, 500k, or 600k? And there's some very segs and bodies straight away on it. It's just a guess. Just a guess. Um, 500k. 
I went okay. 500k. 600k, yeah, jammer. It is 500k, so Segs has won this week. <laughs> it's fine, buddy. It's, um, I'm, I'm sure you had fun with the strike this week. Did you have fun? I did, and Segs, congratulations. Well done. Now, depends. Are you going to gamble, Segs, on the tiebreaker? Well, I've won either way, but I'll gamble. Gamble, it's fine. <laughs> Well, no, if, if Ben gets it bang on, he wins. Okay. But it depends if he gets a bang I mean, on. I can't believe it. I've done the strike. I've only got one wrong and I still didn't win. <laughs> the, du- the double points has done you, mate. The double points has done you. And yeah, Seg's got double points on back-to-back um, questions. But um, the, fo- the tiebreaker, and Bono, you can play as well. You can you can win, possibly, if you get it bang on. Um, but how many games has Town won away this season in the league in 22 games? So, um, of course, just the league. So, well, Cup doesn't matter because we, we lost at Barrow and um, I think that's it because we lost in Newport County. The, the, the clues in the question in the league. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just, <laughs> just, I'm just bringing it up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, 22 games this season away from home. How many games have we won? Ooh. So if you get it bang on, Ben or Bono, you win. But um, if you don't, then Segs wins overall anyway. He's gambled. He's done it. He's gambled. Play at home. Let us know you got on. Hope you enjoyed on your bike ride or your run or your drive into work or back. You could be even listen to this when you're on your way to crew. Hello. In the bath. In the bath. Yeah, if you, if you fancy, if that's, you know, if that floats your boat and all that sort of stuff. Your little rubber ducky. So- I put my first one and then I crossed it out and then I've gone back to my first guess again because I can count five straight away. So I've gone with six. Okay. That's it. One has gone eight for the listeners at home. I've gone seven. And someone is right and it is bang on. And that person is basically a triple crown winner because it is sex. It is seven wins. Seven wins, six draws, and nine defeats in total. And I hope that does calculate to 23 games. No, 22 games. I think it does. Do your quick maths. It does. Um, Sex, you've won the Strikers League. I can name them. Lincoln, Pompey, Wickham, Donny, Wimbledon, Giles, Fleetwood. Boom. Boom. In the room. That is knowledge, my friends. Knowledge. Um, But Sex, speech for winning the strike this week. Thanks, everyone. Uh, Yeah, I'll do. Fair enough. Easy, well played. Easy, 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 <laughs> easy, easy. I'll bring you some more competitive competitors next time. Uh, I'm joking, Ben Bono. You were good, good gamership. You did really well as well. Do you want to? Do you want to know something? Those games that we won, I didn't see any of those. I've not seen us win away. Oh, uh, and, and sadly, you were at Barrow once again. That was a cup game, so it doesn't count for this question. But whatever, I'm bringing it in. Um, we have got a, a nice little feature to end the pod later on. It is talking about our. Our favourite away game of the season and also we've got to bring our worst because there has been, we'll highlight them later. But let's talk about the signings this season. I've been seeing there's a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of threads going about um, of people rating the summer signings. So I thought, obviously I'm going to nick that and bring it on the podcast. So whoever is originally credited to, thank you very much. Um, We're going to bring out our ratings out of 10 for all the signings. So bear with us, stay with us. Get your drink, whatever you whatever you fancy. Sit down and relax and enjoy. Ben, goalkeepers first of all. Um, Christian Walton and Vladklav Alanki, whatever his name is. Um, out of ten, what are you giving them? 
I love, um, I, love I gave I gave Hladky five out of ten. Um, I'm just putting it out there right now. I don't believe a ten out of ten exists unless we get a thirty goal top goal scorer in the Premier League. Okay, so nine is the maximum anybody's going to get. There's only one person who's got that in my list, and that actually is Christian Walton. I don't think he could have possibly done anything more. Like uh, the guy's unbelievable. He's by far the best goalkeeper in the division. Um, Halaki, a little bit harsh on the five, but when you look at all the other scores, so he made a few. Uh, he made a few gaps. Maybe a bit of a victim of us not being organised at the beginning of the season. But he's a five. Walton's a nine. Nine, unbelievable goalkeeper, right up there for player of the year. Legend already. Like in terms of this season, this season alone, he's been one one of the you know best players. I agree with you too because he's been he's been unbelievable. Like even the, on Tuesday night, that point blank save, you know, Janoy, you know, one of his one bad thing he has done this season, and it was a point blank save. And yeah, good up, good old. He's such calming influence, amazing from crosses, real presence as well. I, I just it's just such a fantastic sign. So it makes such a difference having a goalkeeper. It was such a neglected position for years. We used to have a goalkeeper, Clive Baker, who's like five foot four. Now we've got an absolute beast. Sorry, Clive Baker, brilliant shot stopper. Um, but yeah, Walton, nine. Thanks. There we go. And then Alanky Fire. Uh, Segs, over to you. Rating those two goalkeepers out of 10? Uh, Walton, nine. Like that. It's the best goalkeeper we've had since Bart, without a doubt. Um, <laughs> much since then hasn't been great, to be fair, with Holy, Norris, and all the, all the others. Don't want to mention them all. But yeah, Walton's a nine. Best, like, best keeper in the league, easily. Um, I do think his distribution can be a bit slow at times. But apart from that, he's, you know, he's one of our best signings of the summer. Uh, well, on loan, obviously, and then signing him in permanent. And then Haladki was a four. And he's done all right, but obviously hasn't had the games. And also, I think um, he's one or two made errors. And the reason why we got Walton in the first place, really, I think he was brought in to be our first choice and didn't work out. Cook tried to get a better keeper, and he did. So There we go. Bono, over to you then. Final sound, the, the goalies. Um, Vaz... Uh, Vaz Hadki, um, he gets he gets a six. Um, yeah, and like the guys have mentioned, he was I think he was a victim of our absolutely abominable um, defending at the start of the season. Just like the kamikaze fallbacks, just leaving like two people back. Um, you can't, you know, w- when you look back at it, you can't fault signing him. The guy had pedigree. He was what he kept 22, 23 clean sheets in League Two the, the season before. Um, for Salford, um, but yeah, he 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 gets he gets a six, very nearly a seven because I I like him. He's handsome. He's um yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Walton. Well, what an absolute, absolutely fantastic goalkeeper. He gets a nine from me. Um, and the 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 exciting thing is, with the laundrette, with all those clean sheets. Um, he um, he is still 26. We've got him at his, you know, prime goalkeeping age. We're is he really 26? Down. Is he 26? I think he's 26. He, yeah. is. he is 26. Yeah, he's young. He's, 26. he's really young. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Even though he looks, he, he looks, I think he looks like a geography teacher. He looks <laughs> like somebody that would like would have would have taught me. Um, I watched geography teachers, by the way. But um, I watched um, a film. A, in based in Germany and Berlin, it was on Netflix. Very good, very good film. And there's a guy in it, and literally, it's like his twin. And it bothered yes. me the whole film. I was like watching Christian Walton trying to um, stop World War Two. 
I don't know if anyone else can reference that, but it was a film about being in Berlin, trying to stop World War II. It's on Netflix. Very good. Very good. Yes, I've I've seen that. I've seen that. I can't I can't remember what it's called. Uh, anyway, back to um back to talking about the laundrette. I, I love Berlin. his little pre-game pre-game routine that he does. Uh, watch him. That's all I say. Watch him. He does the same thing every game. I absolutely love it. Um, yeah, yeah. I just hope he he'll be our Premier League goalkeeper in three years' time. All right, big statement there, Bono. But we shall see. We'll, we'll clip this up and we'll see what where we are in in three years' time. Hopefully, not in League One. Um, ben, defenders' time, and uh, Matt Penny, George Emerson, Cameron Burgess, Hayden Colson. Remember him and. Dominic Thompson. Um, I thought we'd just rattle them all out because why not? So take it away. Your thoughts on all of them out of 10. Okay, I'll start with the most disappointing ones. Coulson, to begin with, actually put not non-applicable. Um, but then I guess we have to give a score. So I gave him three. It wasn't completely useless. I actually thought he showed quite a lot when he was on the pitch. Just too many problems with injuries. Um, which is a real shame because we have had, there's been a huge hole in our, our whole system down the left-hand side. Unfortunately, moving on there, Penny's just not cut the mustard. Um, he has got a really good left foot, excellent delivery. He's got parts of his game that definitely, um, you know, I'd like to see more of. Uh, probably the left wing back role suits him a bit better. But again, you know, he went off injured Tuesday night. I think through no fault of his own, just physical game, got caught out. So, Coulson three, I've given Penny a five. Slight upgrade from Penny. I've, I've actually given Thompson a six. I know he gets a bit of a hard time, but don't think he's as bad as some people. There's always a few people, players people aren't happy with. I actually think looking at the video again of the game on Tuesday, people were digging him out a bit. I think, I know Wolfenden's walking on water right now, um, but I think he should have got across to the near posts, good good centre-halves, and I think usually Wolfenden would have done that. So anyway, Thompson's a six. Um, and then we're looking at the centre-halves. Burgess has had a bit of a renaissance, difficult for him to get in the team at, at some points, and he had a difficult start, but actually upgraded him to a seven over the last few weeks he's really shown and he's probably our best player Tuesday night um really showed some potential and actually Edmondson who I think had a fantastic season probably overall well Borfin and Donassi and Edmondson are absolutely superb aren't they I've actually given I went 7.5 and then I've I've gone eight for Edmondson eight because again I'm not his distribution is very good we're not so allowed point five. Five. So we're not doing point five yeah, you've so got a round up sorry yeah, yeah it's eight's fine, fine. So, yeah, Edmondson's at eight. I think he's had a really good season. Shame he got injured when he did. Um, but credit to Burgess that we haven't missed him. Like, I really don't think we have. Um, and that's it, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Have you? No, I think that's it. Um, I was listening, but I... I, no, I no, Ed, Edmondson, Burgess, Penny, Coulson, Thompson. Five. Yes, yes. There we go. There's the five. Um, Segs, over to you. Ben just rattled out the defenders. Out of ten, what are you giving them all? I'm not going to list them. I'm not going to go through it because no. exactly the same. <laughs> oh, it's exactly same the same. Thing. Yeah, exactly the same. Yeah, Penny five, um, Colson three. Who was kind of non-existent really for most of the season, wasn't he? Uh, the first half of the season. I always remember going to Plymouth, expecting Burns, Dineshian, and Aluko, and we end up with Colson on the right hand side. Um, oh. <laughs> bit of a all that way, and you end up with that. Um, but yeah, did I say he was injury prone? Didn't uh, didn't. Uh, didn't contribute much, unfortunately. Um, he, he would have been a good season, uh, signing if it wasn't for the injuries, obviously. But I think um just hasn't helped there for that score. Um, 
Penny was a five. Who else was there again? And then, I haven't got him in order, that's the trouble. Burgess. Burgess? Burgess, Burgess, yeah, I went seven. Um, let's say had a bit of a difficult start of the season under Cook, um, but then sort of couldn't get back on the team because Wolford and uh, Fridge and Dinesh and all had a good, um, played well together under McKenna. Um, and then obviously Fridge got injured, unfortunately, and Burgess got a bit of a break, break in. I could have given him lower simply because of the shoes we're sending off, which was a bit unprofessional in my view. He did say sorry, but I do think it was uncalled for. Um, and it gave Baggett a chance against Robin, and he did really well. But, you know, I, I think that was unnecessary. But he still gets a seven for me. He's done, he was a rock again on Saturday, uh, Tuesday. Um, so he's done really well. And Fridge as well. Eight. Made, had a few mistakes in him. Sheffield Wednesday, Bolton, two examples. Um, he's potentially cost us, but overall he's been pretty solid and he's done really well for us. Um, perhaps not suited to that left-hand side like Burgess is. Um, they're different different defenders, obviously. But, um, I think he's, he's obviously got more flair about him, but it's, I think it's the left-hand. It's, it's, he's not left-footed, which worries me a little bit with Fridge being on the hand side. Um, but yeah, it's, I think with those the back four that we've got in terms of Fridge, Burgess, Wolford and Dineshin, I think we're pretty set for next season there. So. Indeed, indeed. And yeah, we've got, of course, Baggett and um, and Darbu's at Salford doing well. He'll, he'll be returning. Um, that is a position I think we're, we're pretty solid with at the moment. We shall see what Kieran McKenna does do there. Uh, Bono, are you snap snap with Ben Elsegzo or you got different scoring for all the players? Just slightly different. Um, Penny, six. Edmondson, seven. Burgess, seven. Coulson, five. Thompson, six. Um, I'm very interested in why Colson's got a five, but carry on. Because when he did play, he looked all right, but he was injured, which, I don't know. It, one of the injuries wasn't his fault, was it was at the Wiccan game when he got taken out. Yeah, he horribly. Got, got carried off. I'm really sad about Coulson, actually, because his, his dad was really nice, on was really good on social media. I know that kind of means nothing to normal people. Um, but he... He looked really decent. Surprisingly small. He had a bit of the Dan Hardings about him, where up front he looks just like a like a little wombat type creature. Um, but he had a lot of promise. And but the strange situation with him is he he was injured, and we, we presumably sent him back because he was injured. And then he goes and signs for Peterborough when he's driving back up the A1 to Middlesbrough and plays for them two days later when we hadn't seen him for months. So that was, that was strange. I'm, I'm actually gutted that, 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 that didn't work out, but yeah, I'm not giving any threes or fours. I'm, you know, I'm a glass half full man. So. I was going to say, um, that Wickham game, obviously Burgess came on, did really well at left back that game as well, didn't he? Which is a yes. last time we saw him yes. apart from it. And also yeah. Fridge deserves no less than a seven just because of his coffee club role. Yeah, very true, very true. Um, I'm, I'm hoping, he, you know, we, we, there's potential of him maybe playing the final day, game of the season, but that's just me just spitting random stuff out. But you never know. Could could come out, pop up out of nowhere. You never know. Yes. McKenna, McKenna did say it was, only, it, was, it was only Jackson and Edwards that wasn't, it was ruled out yeah. for the rest of the season, wasn't it? So he still could come back play against Charlton, yeah. which would be good if he does. He does, yeah. It's you'd, you'd like to see it. But I just think with an injury like that, I, I remember having a few ankle injuries when I was younger. And yeah, I was never a professional sportsman. But if your ankle doesn't get right and you do it again, then I just think, is it worth risking people like 
like Evans and Edmondson and, and people like that for a for a nothing game. I'd rather see I'd rather see Baggett, um, to be honest. But yeah, I, I I love the fridge, on that coffee club. I've I've been to where they film that. Obviously, I'm not going to mention it, but it's um it's really nice. I tried to I tried to sit where they film it, but there was some other people there, and I was like, get away! Damn it! <laughs> but yeah, they do a very nice vegan sausage roll. Mmm, plant based goodness. But there you go. Should we there do we the go. midfielders now? Yes, midfielders. Let's get cracking then, Ben. Um, what, what actually what we're going to do is we're going to split them up a little bit because there's a lot of midfielders slash wingers. So we all do midfielders and then wingers afterwards. Um, or maybe what we'll do is we'll do midfielders in the base role. So we've got Morsey, Evans, Harper, and uh, Backerson, and Carroll. So, oh, so many. So Morsey, Evans, Carroll, Backerson. Harper. Harper. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get that, Ben? Yeah. Carol and Harper, both threes. Um, Harper just wasn't good enough. I hope he comes back a better player, but from what we've heard from um, various sources of the crew, he hasn't done that well over there. Um, again, as I said at the start, you, people might think these are harsh, but I've not seen anything. They've not contributed anything to, to the football club. Tom Carroll, but apart from being on the pitch and doing like Tom Carroll, Andy Warren got it spot on. He doesn't look like he enjoys playing football. Like he's on, he's on the pitch. And generally, I feel, I feel awkward watching him because he doesn't look like he's enjoying it. He's sort of going through the motions. I thought a player like him was trying to rekindle his career, really, from being at you know the QPR just once he's just Spurs who play a higher level than we do. Um, yeah, really disappointed with him. He's a sort of player I really like, neat and tidy, keep the game going, but it just hasn't worked out. He's been bullied off the ball. He hasn't been able to get around the pitch as well as I'd hope. So, yeah, sorry to say, Carol and Pigger both get the um, sorry, Carol and Harper both get the three treatment, um, and then I've got Evans and Backinson. Um, now, I've actually got them at the same score because I know a lot of people don't like Backinson. Again, I think he does a lot of stuff that goes completely unnoticed. I think he breaks up play really well. He complements Morsi really well. His huge legs sort of stretch and block passes, interceptions. So I've given them both a seven. I think Backinson's helped with our form under McKenna when Evans has been out of the team. Showed how much we missed him when he didn't play against Cambridge United. And Evans gets a seven, which was, I was hovering over six, and then I thought that hat-trick against Doncaster was absolutely class. And we have really missed him. And any centre midfielder is getting a hat-trick. And overall, it's played really well for us. We have definitely missed him not on the team, those raking passes um, hard in the tackle. Um, so he gets a seven, and Morsi is an eight. He's probably my favourite player at the moment. He just absolutely bosses the midfield. Started really slowly, but he's been our best player, certainly outfield player, the second half of the season, um, so probably since February onwards. Now he's adding goals to his game. He looks like a superb captain. You know, sort of real leader of men kind of type, which fans can definitely get behind. So, yeah, more season eight. So that was Carroll three, Harper three, Backinson and Evan seven, and Morsi eight. There we go. Segs, um, over to you. Um, slightly different this time. Carroll have gone free. I don't want him to be here next season. Um, enough said. Harper went five. I thought he started off all right um, at this earlier the season. I thought he looked decent, but he just kind of fell away, unfortunately. Um, just wasn't suited next to Evans for whatever reason. Um, and then, of course, Morsey come in and completely shaped the team up and he just couldn't get back in. Um, didn't really know where to play him. Couldn't really know where to play him. I think it's the same as having the crew. He's been all over 
all over the field as far as I can tell. So um, I hope he's, he's been, he was a potentially a good signing. Um, I hope he still is. I'm not sure if he'll be here next season though, but um, it'd be nice if he was. I'd see, see him progress on, at us, but if he doesn't, then it's not the end of the world. Um, Backerson, I went to six. Um, agree with what Ben said though. Um, I, he compliments Morsey really well. He's done really well since being here. Had a bit of a slow start again, maybe because how a player at Bristol City, maybe. Um, but yeah, no, he's 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 impressed since his, his, especially these past few games. I think was at Cambridge where he didn't start. Yeah, yeah, and at Carroll he easily should have started. Um, I think we'd have won that game if he did. Um, Evans have gone seven. Unfortunately, hasn't been playing as much as we'd like. But again, another player has who has improved since Morsey's been here. Um, and he's I, if if he was fit with Morsey this half of the season, I think would have been higher up the table than what we are. Um, so you know his injuries have big, been a big loss for us. Um, good pass of the ball as well um, when he wants to be. So and then Morsey nine, who's made a big difference, um, especially this half of the season. Um, we missed him when he was when we um, when he had his former game suspension. I thought we, you know it was a big big loss. We didn't have we didn't have anyone to replace him really. Unfortunately, we didn't really play anyone good enough to kind of we missed him, but we didn't miss miss him as much as we could have done. You know, it was only the I think it was Sheffield Wednesday was the only game we had without him, which was the biggest you know the biggest miss. So and we lost that one. So. You know, and I think if, he, if he'd been playing and our, the way that we've been playing sort of March, February time, we'd have, we'd have beat them, especially if Morsey was on the team. So, you know, it was a big loss. Um, so, you know, he's a good captain for us. Um, sometimes it's a bit fierce, I guess, but, you know, it's, he's got his he's got the passion. Um, you know, teams know to wind him up, though, as they're in trouble, like the other night when uh, a blatant dive. But, but yeah, you know, um, really good signing for us. Our best one of our best of the season. And, um, you know, Really looking forward to having him here next year and being part of the project. Indeed. Um, so, bon over to you just to um, remind you, Morsey, Evans, Harper, Baxton and Carroll, what are you rating them out of 10? Little Tommy Carroll, five. So much promise, not fit enough. He's, he's, I, th- I think he's, 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 his body, I think, is ruined. I'd be, I'd be very, very surprised if he's a professional footballer next year. Um, Harper six. He looked he looked decent at the start. I remember seeing him play um, for Ipswich against Dartford in a preseason friendly when there was a lot of hype. Rakeem the Dream. Oh, he's played in the Premier League for West Brom. Um, yada yada. And um, he he didn't fit into the Paul Cook system, which would suggest that he might not have been like you know like a Michael Leary West Brom Mark Ashton type signing him and him in the real Eduardo um I would like to see him in this uh, in this um K-Mac setup uh, Evans 7 um really like his, his his passion um like Ben said those those pinged passes he's hard in the tackle uh, and I think I think it it I think it would be difficult to see where him and Morsey would fit in together now because we're seeing Morsey Kind of, I think Morsey is probably doing the role that Evans possibly might be doing now, um, and and Backinson's doing what Morsey should be doing. Does that make sense? But anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Um, Backinson seven. Let's say you know one minute he looks an absolute worldie, doesn't he? And then the next minute he'll give the ball away with a stupid, like two foot pass when he's got a defender on his shoulder or an opposition player on his shoulder. It's so frustrating. 
you just think he's one of these players that if he was just a little bit more um a little bit more assertive and a little bit more aware um then he wouldn't make those silly mistakes and you know obviously i'm i'm quite i sat front row the other night so me and my dad could sit down and it was just you, you could see it you could see it happen every time he did it you could see it happening um which is just so frustrating and um see so yeah backinson tie big tie he's good i like him i like him hopefully join him permanently for a nominal fee um morsi nine that boy that boy just oh, he scares me honestly like when you when they do those videos of him coming in and if you pause it when he looks at the camera it's like ah but you, can you imagine facing up to that i mean He's got every attribute you 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 would want. I like his I like his like running like he's running with his like his, like his hands <laughs> thing. I love that. Um, but I think you know we we don't want any more bans. We don't want any more suspensions, do we? So we we've got to get like I think is it the guy that wears the yellow boots like that sports psychologist guy that's been brought in and nobody knew who he was and he was kind of identified, wasn't he? Do you know who I'm talking about? The, the member of staff that's working part time. Oh, he's the sports psychologist. He looks looks a bit name. like a Bond villain. Yeah, he name. needs to get into Morsi's head to just ignore all that other crap. People trying to wind him up because, yeah, I think he's got a short fuse. But he's the sort of he's the foot he's the sort of guy that you want on your side, but you'd hate to play against him. Um, so, yeah, there you go. That's me. Okay. Okay. Now it's time for wingers and number 10s. Number 10s. Yes, um, we're getting close to the hour mark, so we're going to try to wrap these up as quick as possible, but still have your time to show, show me your markings and all that. So let's go and do 10s. Fraser, Scott Fraser, Connor Chaplin, Sonny Luco, Louis Barry, and Burson Selina. They're technically 10s. Yeah, I'm going to call them 10s. They're, they're my 10 anyway. So Ben, over to you. I know we're doing this in a, a different order that I probably first spoke about but um i'm sure you've still got your ratings ready to go ben yeah ready? so that's four four players chaplin fraser barry and um selena aluko as well and aluko yeah sorry aluko so um a little bit critical of our number 10s actually not got enough goals have they um barry non-applicable one <laughs> no, don't need we're not wasting breath um fraser four what could have been? Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Sold him in January. Missed penalty against Burton. Career never got started. He's not really done much at Charlton either. So maybe he'll come back and be the League One number player. Um, best number 10 player like he was last year, next season. Who knows? Um, then I've gone for Shalina and Aluko. I've both given them six. I think they have, unfortunately, um, particularly these last sort of six or eight weeks when we've been trying to make a playoff push and um, flattered to deceive, not enough goals, not enough final, um, you know, killer passes in the final third. They don't, um, yeah, they haven't done enough. I'm not, I'm not saying we, we shouldn't offer both deals. We should both, we should sign both of them. I think we can develop um, under them um, as number tens or in different roles. I really like both of them as players, but when I'm looking at the positions that they play, particularly when we play one striker, we've got to get more goals and assists out, out of them. And we haven't, I think, a Luco three goals all season. I know some fans rave about him. He is a superb player, but I'm sorry, when you play that far up the pitch, three goals all season is not good enough. It, it just isn't, is, is the true facts. And it's one of the reasons why 
we haven't got in the playoffs. And the same with Selena, someone with his talent. I think he's got six goals or five goals. It's not, again, that's good enough. Chaplin, for me, I think he should start every week because he gets the goals. He got his 10th goal. I'm not done. I'm not jumping on a bandwagon because he scored Tuesday night. I just think if you're a number 10, you're scoring 10 goals. That's a very, very good return. And he and I think if he played every single week, he'd have got more than that. So he's actually got seven. Um, yeah, really pleased with Chaplin. He's had a good season. So, yeah, Barry won. Selena and Luco got sixes. Chaplin seven and Fraser four. Okay, six over to you. The tens. Very similar. Barry won. <laughs> Fraser four. Um, again, he, he looked promising when we signed him. It's very, I'm very, very disappointed that it didn't work out for him here. Um, unfortunately for him, Cook played him on the left hand side. Um, wasn't his prime position. He needed to be on the striker. Um, or he, he even had a good game in the centre mid, didn't he? Um, I can't remember who he was against now, but you know he's it just didn't work out for him here, and he, he hasn't done anything at Charlton either. He went to go and play somewhere. He hasn't. I think he, he hasn't played that many, so um, very, very unfortunate him. Uh, Selena, I've gone for six. Selena frustrates me. Um, he's supposed to be this awesome player that we've got, but every, it only happens now and again. Um, I think it's like one in four games or something. Um, I wouldn't sign him, personally. I wouldn't sign him for next season. It, just, it doesn't do enough for me. It's not consistent enough. He has got flair. He, has, he's a, he is a brilliant player when he wants to be. It's just when he wants to be, and that's the bit that I don't like about him. Um, it needs to be more consistent um, for me. And then Chaplin and Luco, bit um, debatable for Luco, but I've gone for seven for both. Um, and Luco hasn't got the goals, he hasn't got the assists. I do agree, but he's also watching him play. He creates space. I mean, uh, he's done it. He did it for um, against Rotherham. That ball to Burns for Norwood's chance was all came from Luco. That ball at Gillingham for Bond's goal was from Luco. So he hasn't got the numbers in the assists and the goals, but he has got the numbers in terms of the pre-assists or the, you know, the, the, the passes that makes the goal. So he he's there or thereabouts when he wants to, when he when he's playing. Um I think he that's probably why he's not quite um his numbers aren't quite so good. He he does need to do more, I do admit that. He does need to get a couple more assists, he does need to get a couple more goals. Um but then you know there's there's other stuff that he does that warrants his place in the team. And to be fair to him, he hasn't played as much as Selena or Chaplin, I don't think has he um, and there's been times on McKenna where all those goals did come under Cook. There's been times on McKenna where he came on 89th minute. He hasn't started really much on McKenna. I think if he had it done, we'd have seen more from him. Um, so there's that side to him as well. And then Chaplin, yeah, he's like 10th goal of the season on Tuesday night. Just I think he's the best number 10 we signed um, this season, to be honest. Um, does need to do more now and again. Sometimes not quite, um, not always consistent, let's say. Most of the time he is, and when he, you know, he's. I wouldn't mind seeing him up front sometimes either. He's, he's just a all-round good player, um, and hope he stays here next season. Indeed, yeah, he's a bit of a pest in the corner, Chaplin. He's yeah. here, there, and everywhere. But um, yeah, ten goals gone a bit under the radar, and uh, you know, who's going to get the golden boot this season? It'll be very interesting. We've got two good more games, Crew and Jolton. Who's going to get it? Bond currently is leading that. Um, but over to you, Bono. <laughs> Still. <laughs> Yeah, somehow, still, you still, yeah, somehow. Only 12 goals, though, which is disappointing, but we'll get mm. into the forwards later, getting your ratings on that. But Bono, take away for the number 10s. Uh, poor old Barry, only going to give him a three. Saw him a couple of times in the old pizza platter. And um, he was a kid, it's his first professional season. It's like, it was, you know, all the Villa fans, oh, he needs to play, you know, he was what, 15 years old, 13, 12? 
looks about eight, I don't know. But um, bless him, he'll be an absolute baller in a few years' time. But that was a weird, that was a weird signing. Didn't he join at the same time on the same day as Aluko? Yeah, or something yeah. like that. It's like, gee, do we need another attacking midfielder? But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, Fraser four. I'm so so disappointed with with with, with that guy. So much promise. You look at his form, his pedigree, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He never looked fit. He always looked like he had shin splints or something. Always looked unhappy. Um, you know, you, you see him coming into the ground or walking around. He just looked miserable, and you just think you you don't look happy. And you've been here bloody two months. Um, so I don't know whether that was a signing where the player didn't want to play. I don't know. Now's not the time to speculate. Um, Selena, Chalina, whatever you want to say, at six, exactly like. Seg said, on his day, he just looks like flipping. He should be at the World Cup, tearing up amongst the best. And then the other times, you just forget he's on the pitch. And when he is playing badly, he's a bit bad-tempered. We saw that push in the chest. Very, very lucky to stay on against um, Rotherham, in my humble opinion. Luco, seven. Another strange signing. It was like, do, do, do we need this player? And I think that's the problem with all of the players mentioned in, in this kind of section of the team. We've got so many, we're having to rotate them, I think, to keep them happy. And it's just nobody can get a decent run. Uh, but yeah, Aluko, seven. His, his touch and his technique and his skill is absolutely phenomenal. But I, I keep him just purely to have him around because I think he's a good influence. Um, Chaplin, Charlie Chaplin, eight. What a player. What a player. Personally, I'd play him much, much higher up the pitch um, than that. I think he can play alongside another forward in a, in a two. But... Um, what a player buzzing around um obviously part of the community project as well um brilliant what what a man love his smile as well he's i think he's the best four foot ten professional footballer in the world isn't he absolutely brilliant so um yeah there you go okay the number tens um then wingers wes burns and carl edwards um ben take away yeah Two very different scores here. Hopefully we'll see a lot more from Edwards um, next season. He looked absolutely incredible at times. Um, one of my pet peeves, um, which we've discovered, well, we've talked about already with Luco, just the numbers aren't there. I mean, they weren't when he signed. I, I, I was, and I'm not being wise after the event. I remember when, particularly, there were a few people, I think, on the main pod getting very, very excited about his talent. And I was thinking, the guy's like, got two assists in 24 games or something for West Brom as a winger. That doesn't sound great pedigree. Brilliant dribbler, brilliant running players, can take around two or three players, final ball's lacking, can't finish. Hopefully, under a good coach like McKenna, that'll change next season. So much talent. Um, I mean, he didn't contribute anything. He got four for me. And uh, people are going to say, that's mad, that's really harsh. He literally contributed nothing. He, didn't, he only set up one goal, and that was Wickham away, and that was only because Stockdale tried to punch it and got a flap on it instead and bumped it in. So I'm not even sure. I think that's an assist, but it's not really. One assist. Okay, it's harsh, but we've got to be better next season. If we want to get promoted, no point giving these players six or seven. Score report, four. Do better next year, please, Carl. Amazing, amazing player going forward. So more numbers next season, please. Burns um, is up there with our best player of the season. For a right wing back, we all know about his goals, attacking threat, but he works so hard going back to help Janoy as well. There were a couple of instances on Tuesday night where he's blocking crosses and stopping the ball at the byline. 
I think we've absolutely slogged him like a dead horse as well the second half of the season. He plays every minute, every game. He looks like he needs a rest, bless him. He needs the summer off. I've, I would dilly-dally between eight and nine and we're not allowed half goals. So let's be really positive and give a nine. His goal return from right wing back. And, and he is playing right. I know we go forward that side, but as I said, he doesn't shirk his defensive responsibility. If he can't get a nine, then, you know, I am really a Scrooge. So nine for Burns, four for Edwards. Okay, four and nine. Um, Segs, are you different or are you on the same wavelength as Burns? More or less similar. Burns, nine. Um, contributed going forward and back. Um, yeah, he's done really well for us this season. Assists as well. Um, there is room for improvement, I think. Um, some of his crossing can is a bit um, questionable, but then, you know, that's going to happen. He's, he's arguably our top three best signings um, this season. So, yeah, he's a nine. Um keep him fit next season with that hand that right hand side is still going to be a middle force without doubt especially Genoi there as well um and then Edwards five um just he's frustrating again because he's got he's got the talent he's got the skill it just there's no end product although having said that that sharp burn or cross whichever whichever one it is I don't know people have good opinions on it if that had gone in I'd been one of the goals of the season um so yeah and would have won would have beat Burton in if I'd have gone in obviously but um yeah, obviously he's been injured as well, so give him a five. Um, I look forward to seeing him next season. I hope he's going to improve, progress, and have a major part on a, our team next season. But for this season, it's been a bit lacklustre, unfortunately. Um, but there's room for improvement, definitely. There is indeed. Uh, Bono, over to you then to finish up with the wingers. Burns, Edwards, what are you giving them? Um Kyle, the real Eduardo Edwards. Uh, he gets a six from me. Um, I, I, I like him. I want to see much more of him. Like Ben said, must must do better. Um, it'd be interesting to see where he fits in in a Kieran kind of side. But I, I think if anybody's the man to improve his game and kind of get him firing, then then our backroom setup is 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 great for that. Burns, I'm only giving Burns an eight. Um, because where where he is good, he, he's also a little inconsistent for me. I'd like to see him do it more often. Uh, Ben's exactly right. Bless him. He looks at the end of every game. He looks absolutely uh, exhausted. I wanted to use a much more harsher word, but um, this is um, it's a family show, kids. Uh, and um, and like the lack of a. Sometimes we don't have any wide players on the bench, um, which. You know, who are you going to stick on? I think Luco's gone there recently, hasn't he? When we've had to drag Burns off. Burns took a really hard knock after about five minutes on Tuesday night. And I was really surprised that he that he finished. Um, but I love him. Uh, he's He's got great hair. His beard is nice. He seems really cool. Um, um, yeah. Um, you, I wonder how far he will go with us. So, yeah. But what what a player! What a player! A few tweaks, and he he will be he will be so so good, so so good. He will be indeed. Better talk about the forwards now, Ross. Yeah, forwards time. I don't, uh, I don't want to butt into much. I was going to say I think it's a bit unfair calling him inconsistent. I think there's a few games recently where he's been worked out on that right hand side, and because we haven't got a left hand side, as attacking yeah. threat as much before. They've just teams have worked him out now, him and Genoi, which is they're just. They focus on that side more because they know our left hand side isn't as strong. So I don't think I don't think it's him, I don't think it's him being inconsistent. I think it's just teams have worked out. That's where our strong point is. 
I think I think the inconsistency is that if you're a good player, then you need to do it against the good teams in the in the division, and and we haven't done that. And unfortunately, Burns hasn't had that many good games against the better teams. He's not alone in that, you know. I'm just being honest with 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 what I see. Um, but I do think we are reliant on him, which maybe makes us easier to scout or easier to work out because everything you know, sixty-seven percent, you know, seventy-five percent stuff like that play down the right hand side um the weird thing is with that and i know we need to finish up and do the forwards but the weird thing is that if, if you look at football it, it's asymmetrical there are no teams where it's perfectly balanced between the right center and left you need to play for your strength so this dream that we have of getting somebody just like Burns. Well, we won't get somebody just like Burns. Hopefully, we will get somebody that could nail it on. You know, if you could mould, if you could get like a weird mutation machine and mould um, Millie Thompson and and flipping Penny, because he has a wand of left foot, mould them together, you, you you might have the answer. I don't know. But that's an, in, that's an exciting part of our summer transfer activity, isn't it? But um, no, fair play. Sex for the challenge. Always, always, always a, a lively debate with that kind of thing. Um, I get your point. Else? I just, I was gonna say, I think there's when he hasn't played, we've looked so much worse as a team, and him and Morsey, to be fair. I think they, they, when when either when either misses out, we miss him big time. Um, yeah, he needs to improve his crossing at times. He does. He does need to improve his crossing. Yeah, yeah. I said that earlier. He that's what he's inconsistent with his crossing. Yeah. yeah. So his, like his crosses are much better on the floor than they are in the air. I've noticed mm, that with him. Yeah. Most of the time, as soon as he goes for, a, he gets it up. It, it goes too far. But I think to... Burns has been quite honest, hasn't he? Um, you know, and 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 wingers. I, I played wide when I wasn't a keeper. I was I was a wide player. And what what I found is that you're either good at whipping in crosses, like hooked ball to the far post, or you're good at like smashing it in. And and Burns, that is his forte, and that really worked for us at the start of the season. That combination between. Wesley Burns and Bacall Iman at the start of the year, where they just like yeah. get out, get the ball out wide, smash it in low, in the back of the net. We we haven't we haven't seen that lately. So haven't haven't yeah. said that. I think no Janoy. We don't see the best of Burns either. To be fair, I think Janoy gives him that freedom. Which, yeah, partnership. Yeah, yeah. Um, How they do? We won't try to do that. And that, that was one thing that my my dad noticed up close. You know. My dad was saying, that 44, look where he is. He's on the edge of the box. I'm like, yeah, that's that's, that's what he does. That's the Ipswich way. You know, so, yeah. yeah. Get used to it. That's what we're going to see. Yeah. Um, okay, forwards time then. Ben, bringing you in. Joe Piggott, Macaulay Bond. Macaulay Bond currently is our top goal scorer this season. Joe Piggott, just looking at his stats. Three goals in 28 games. Of course, a lot of them, some of them actually probably just coming off the bench for a couple of minutes. Um, I have felt sorry for... For Piggott, um, what are you rating those strikers out of ten? Yeah, a bit obviously very disappointing our forward line since um, well, twenty twenty two really. Um, everyone still loves McCauley Bond, one of our own, willing him to score on Tuesday night. Shame he went off, but I um, think we do have options still despite none of them scoring. I don't mind the fact that we play whoever we start 60, 65 minutes, we change up for some fresh legs. You know they do work hard up there, so. No problem with that. Um, Macaulay, I've, I've still given him a six. Um, I think that's just about right. He is still our top goal scorer. That rich vein of form was absolutely incredible with some with some unreal finishing in there as well. 
Um, yeah, I just really hope he can find um, his golden touch again, whether it be a crew or gets the chance at Charlton at home. If that's a swan song when we last see him in Ipswich shirt, um, then then so be it. Um, Piggott scored 20 goals a season for Wimbledon three years in a row, and then he can't hit a barn door, unfortunately for us. It shows how much confidence makes such a difference. The last time I saw him start was um, Oxford away, and I think he did all right that game. I think he got pulled apart by their centre-halves. I mean, the amount of times he got fouled or the ref didn't pick it up. So sometimes football goes that way. You, you know, he just needed a break, along with Bond, just needed a break. A chance a bit like Norway had against Rotherham. Never know, pick up the pitch, Mark taking it. We could be talking a bit differently. So, again, feel a bit sorry for him. No lack of effort. I do think he, he works the line quite well. He, he can bring other players into play, but... You judge from your goal scoring, he hasn't done enough, so pick it for four and Bond for six. Okay, Sex, over to you. Yeah, same. Um, Bond started off really, really well, um, got us all those goals in the first half of the season. It's kind of dried up now, isn't it? Um, unfortunately, nice to see him get 20, just short of 20, 20 goals this season for us. You know, he's one of our own and that kind of stuff. Um, just for some reason, whatever reason, it just hasn't worked out for him this half of the season. Um, and Piggott, I feel I do feel sorry for Piggott, 20 goals season last year. Um, he he does show he can do it. Um, I think he's just been unlucky at times, especially um, Bond's form start of the season has been Piggott's downfall. Really, uh, it just he couldn't get back into the side because Bond was just scoring. And arguably, you can't you can't drop Bond. And why should you when he's scoring all those goals? So I think um, Bond, Piggott's been unlucky in that sense. Um, but he hasn't he hasn't been able to pick up that form from last season, the second half of the year, and that's, you know that's, that's affected him. Um, I think he's whether it's because he he likes playing up front in the two or what, I'm not sure. But it's just it's what it is. So I'll give him a four. Um, no, if he's here next season, hopefully he can up his tally a bit. Indeed. Uh, Bono, over to you then to round off this. Ratings of the signings this season. Um, it's been good fun. Really good fun. Uh, as I, I saw so many people tweeting about it. We had to do it. We had to. Uh, Bono, finish off then your two ratings for the forwards. Uh Joseph Piggott gets a five for me. Um, he's, he's been unlucky. Sometimes he looks really decent. Other times he's just, like Ben said, confidence for strikers especially. Just looks, you know, he's cut his hair short and he's he's not as good as what he was on his hair slightly, you know, a little bit like mine. Um, <laughs> Macaulay Bond. I'm judging the season as a whole seven because, you know, at the start of the year, the rich vein of form, he's one of our own. We're going to win the league, blah, blah, blah. He just looked, he looked unstoppable, didn't he? The goal celebrations in front of the North Stand, the sink. And then, yeah. He now looks, also looks like he doesn't enjoy his football. Just, but then again, for the last month or so, the, the, Made the central front man with when only played one up front, it's looked unhappy because it's so isolated. So the gap looked like the gap, like it's just I don't know. Bond, I've loved seeing him play, just like it's been really like good for the soul, like heartwarming. Just seeing it, he loves it. I think he's got a really nice vibe around the place as well. So, and I think you know. For reasons like that, you know, I I keep players like that because he adds something to the fibre of the club. Um, but yeah, love to see him play against Charlton, and whether or not that's his swan song, that's um, that's um, 
Well, that's yet to be seen, isn't it? And Pickett, is he going to be here? Are we going to keep him? Long-term deal. It might come good. You never know. You never know. But... Going back to confidence, he hit the post twice, I think, in February. I can't remember who the first one was against. We also did it at Fleetwood. Um, yeah. If I had gone in, you know, it's, it's unfortunate for him. Um, scores one or both for them, you know, arguably different player following on from that. So, also going back to Bond as well. You'll get two cool moments from him. One against Sheffield Wednesday behind the keeper. Also having Portsmouth as well. So, you know, yeah. can't me. <laughs> so, two great moments from him there. Yeah. I think um, we'll do we'll do many podcasts, many different video features on moments in the season, the bad, the worse, and all that sort of stuff. But um, but there we go. Um, another great feature for the podcast. Hope you've enjoyed listening. Um, let's get into then. We've got two more games to go. Um, Crew is first up though, um, away to Gresty Road. Um, ben, we're not going to be talking about what we want to see, predictions, a team, blah blah blah, because it doesn't really matter now. Um, but in terms of just away game games because this is the final away game of the season um for you what has been your best and worst away day of the season Charlton away was dreadful didn't even resemble anything that looked like a football team that night just so demoralizing lowest point of the season um for the for the only time only time all season I wish we were watching I follow and the pandemic was still existed it was that bad I wish yeah. I was hearing Paul Lambert still talking about playing for Bruce Dortmund after the 90 minutes. That's how bad it was. Um, everything that went on after the game with the crowd. Um, the only good thing was the trains were on time and I got home at a decent hour because I left on 90 minutes and didn't watch injury time. Um, best away best away game. Um, luckily saw quite a few. I got really lucky with the games I saw. I got a second half season ticket this year and I only saw us lose, I think, three times. Um, I've been to, I think, 17 games. Four, no, four four times. Anyway, either way, I've been very, very, very lucky with the games I've seen. I've seen us win most of the games. Um, Wickham away, though, um, was my favourite game. Just absolutely just Boston in terms of going forward. Just so exciting. We defended well that night. And just on the break, we looked absolutely irresistible. And to score a goal... When the game, were you a little bit nervous at three one, thinking Wickham could get back into it, and then Selina scores. When you know, you know, you know, you're going to score when it's dribbling into an empty net was just a great sort of um, icing on the cake. So Wickham away is fantastic. Um, getting away from the ground is an absolute joke. They sold out their car park again, so you know it took so long to get away because you know selling out the car park is huge news for them. So um, I'll probably do it all again next year. Wickham away, brilliant. Charting away, the absolute pits. Yeah. Indeed. So we've got a few new grounds that we could, you know, Forest Green Rovers, they look like they're going to come up. So that's a new ground to tick off for a lot of people. Of course, Derby now officially relegated. So we'll be going to Derby next season. Um, Segs, over to you. You're, you're best and worst. You're, 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 you're a travel boy. You've been about, you know, in League One this season. You've been to Plymouth, Morecambe and back and all that sort of stuff. Um, what has been the highs? What has been the lows this season? Yeah, I've done all but three away games this season. So, including crew. So I'll see you Got a lot to choose from. Um, worst, yeah, is obviously Charlton. Um, worst, worst away game of the season. Ben said it all really. It's just, just part of that transitional period of the season where we'd sacked our manager. We sort of all quite shocked at, well, not all, I guess, but I was definitely quite shocked that we were still sacked in at that time. Um, wondered where we were going from here. It seemed like there's, there's obviously no little, there was not as much plan as we thought there might have been um, when he was sacked, obviously, because it took a little while. And, you know, it's just what's going on here. The team of strangers. Um, and yeah, and then I want to go for a middle, middle away ground game here. 
and put that. It could have been so so good at Oxford, but then at last minute equaliser, just it's it was one of the most excellent, excellent fun, brilliant times of the season when we scored, and then the most heartbreaking, upsetting, crushing. Oh, just coming out of that after the game, never felt so low in ages as an Ipswich fan. Um, you know, it's, it was our, probably our last chance to get you know push for the playoffs. Um, we had to win that game and we didn't so so close you know it's just a horrible horrible moment and then favorite uh, favorite game it's, it's a toss-up between Portsmouth and Wickham um, I think Wickham just edges it because we went 1-0 down and came back 1-4-1 you know it's seen as well at the end and you know it's a great performance but so is Portsmouth um, it's, it's hard to choose between the two um, but also also I had the day in Portsmouth that, that um, before the game Whereas Wickham, we drove down from four o'clock. So, you know, does that come into account? So, I'd probably say Wickham just 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 edges it because of the the um they're coming back from behind, and also didn't have to pay to park uh, where we parked. The car park was full. Just they got us up on the grass verge. Just parked us there. <laughs> Easy nice. to get out. Yeah, so that gives an extra point. Free parking. <laughs> Free parking. Yeah. There we go. Um, but they feel so long ago, don't they? Those those two games. They do, yeah. There's also a good shout for Gillingham as well. To be fair, and that's how I wrote yeah. down earlier. We once we won, Gillingham Fleetwood is still a good day as well. Wimbledon, good night. It's just we have had a few away good away games. It's just those two stick out more. It's probably because we won four 0 It went four one for a bit yeah. different that. So Gillingham. A really um, special shout out to um, Doncaster as well because I've met John Watson before the game. We had a lovely romantic meal. Yeah, and um, we dominated that game. Although it was one nil. Because it gets bottom, well, second bottom of the league, I couldn't give it as my favourite, but it was a really good evening. There's yeah. only one I didn't do the shit I wish I went to, really. But then, yes, it's a lot, so. two's a night. Two's can't do them all, sex. No. Can't do them all, mate. Don't Can't do them all. Um, one man who did Barrow away in the FA Cup when it was live on TV on a Wednesday was Bono, and he said it's not his worst away day this season because he just enjoyed the adventure, the road trip. Uh, but Bono, over to you, your worst and favourite away game of the season. Should we, should we stick to... Um... We'll stick to Barrow in Furness in sunny Cambria, shall we? Um, home of the submarine fleet or whatever they do there. Holker Street, 5,000 people. Um, <laughs> ITV, free bus travel because the club felt sorry for us because we witnessed that absolute abomination at home to them. Um, yeah, I, it was it was an adventure. Um, I went on my own. There was about 200 people there. I, I think it's going to be one of these I was there moments. Um, we, we were terrible. We were really, really bad. And that was, that was, I think, the game where the whole murmurings about, oh, give, give McGreal and Dyer the job full time, you know, get Terry Butcher in as well. That, you know, they, they're both, they, you know, they're all Ipswich people. It's going to be fantastic. We were awful. Barrow weren't that good. Um, but just being in that away end, um, being being able to get Madri on tap for three pound eighty, um, going into a sports bar at the end of the car park. Speaking about car parks, you'll like this, Segs. Walking into a um, like a working man's club, it was like Phoenix Nights, and like they were they were smoking in there. It was great. You walk in there, the music stopped, and everybody turned around, and they had like no teeth and stuff like that. And I had my Ipswich scarf on. And I was like, "Good evening, everybody," and everyone's like, "All oh, right," and um, it was just it was just cool. There was one joker. <laughs> he had a Norwich City scarf, but it's like, and you know, we're we're playing in a competition that we've actually won. But there you go. Um, it was just, yeah, 
nice, I think I got home at 4.25 in the morning after leaving at 10 a.m. Oh, lots, my lots God. Of, like, yeah, the one official supporters bus. It, it's funny because we parked up. We went in. I looked around the club shop. Like, there was no one in, no staff in there. There was no members of staff in reception because they were all kind of watching. I think the Barrow players were arriving and obviously ITV were there. And um, I just walked into the club shop and um, I think there was one of the ITV presenters there. That was pandemic, so everybody was face masked. I think it was Gabe, Gabriel Clark, Gabriel Clark, somebody like that. But um, yeah, as I was walking out the club shop, the town players were walking in. I had a little chat with Norwood. Um, Kenlock played as well. He was there with his bag of Watsits, maybe. Um, El Mazzini. Oh, I felt really sorry for Christian Walton because it was an absolute horror show in front of him. But um, yeah, but unbelievably, and of course we wore the black and grey kit. Mm. And that's probably what makes it my favourite because seeing that up close was was fantastic. Um, worst away day. I'll keep this one short. Um, worst away are day. You, are you calling Barrow your favourite away day of the season? Yeah. I've not seen us, I've not seen us win. I've not seen us win away. So, uh, fair enough. I've seen a draw. Shrewsbury, Sheffield Wednesday, Sunderland. Um, oh, I can't. I can't remember. Please don't go to any away games next year, Bono. Yeah, pretty much. Held <laughs> out. It's you all along. And if we can make John Watson not go to the home games because he hasn't seen us win at home, we'll probably get promoted next year. Wait. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yes, Ross, unbelievably, Barrow. In the FA Cup second round replay was um was my favourite away day just because it was different. Adventure. Just, yeah. Just because it was different, you know. These glory boys that go to Portsmouth and Wickham. Um <laughs> and yeah, least favourite. I wish I went to those games, but I think what I think the Wickham game, one of them was changed, wasn't it? it was one of them was Yeah, it was supposed to be changed. September. One Saturday in September. Saturday break, yeah. I got moved to November, Tuesday in November. I was I was working that night, so I couldn't go. That's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. And yeah, the worst one was Charlton. Just the the atmosphere. There was the crowds of yeah. I mean, there's three and a half thousand. I think we went to that. But London away days were a little different. There was trouble on the train on the way in and on the way back. The performance on the pitch. Toto. Think at the end with him, bless him. Just yeah, bloomers. Oh, <laughs> famous game day interview. Yeah. Oh, seeing like yeah, bless him, bloomers. We love you. Um, yeah, that was that was awful. Where did and and you know what? It was a it was a midweek game under the lights, wearing white. Charlton were in a poor run of form, and it's just like oh, it's just awful, wasn't it? Yeah. But at least we got to saw the second best midfielder at the club, Cameron Humphreys, make an appearance that night. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Um, I'm going to yeah. bring my shout, my favourite away day, because you know, worst day day is, is definitely going to be charting away. But my favourite, and we did actually lose this game, but it's because of my adventure as well. I stayed at good old John Watson's house and um, had, had a lovely evening with him and in morning. And we travelled up to Accrington. Um, so yeah, Ben, I'm bringing in John Watson as well because I mean, he's, he's great company. So that is probably Accrington away when we lost. Um, and yeah. they're really nice, well, Accrington fans, aren't they? Yeah. When um, very very quick story, when I came back to my local pub, 
after Cambridge played Accrington. I forgot what they had. I think we we just won at home. I can't remember the game. There was a couple in there from Accrington, and we just happened to sit next to them. We asked where they're from. They're from Blackburn. Went to Accrington. They wrote my name down on their Cambridge ticket stuff. Their name, sorry, and their number, and said if I go to Accrington away next year, I must come and stay with them. Or, or, or pay them a visit or come and have a drink in the bar after. Just really nice. What a lovely story. A nice footballing story. Yeah, lovely story. I've got, funny, I've, got, I've got a funny story about Accrington this year. Went up there. Um, you know Rob and Steve. Obviously, um, they were in the fan zone bar. Went up to him. I saw Rob. Thought he was talking to his dad, Steve. Turns out it was someone who's also bald. Went up to him, jumped on his shoulders up. And as soon as I was up in the air, I saw Steve standing over there. In the, <laughs> oh. Just the other side. So I jumped on this random guy because I thought he was Steve. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We, yeah. We've all done that. We've all done that. You know, you, yeah. you, you've seen a bald person. You go, oh, that's my mate, Steve. How did he react, Mr. The, the Follically Challenged? How did he... Um, how was, did he... I called him Accrington, Steve. He was he was fine about it, actually. He was just laughing and joking about it. Yeah. So. Oh, you're friendly. Took it, took it all in good stead. Yeah. You stuff it, people are friendly, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. Um, we've gone over 90 minutes of football, basically, this podcast, but it's been a pleasure. It has been fantastic. Ben, any other business, my friend? No, just um, thank everybody for listening as always. And also really good company again tonight with Segs and Bono and Russ as well. Um, really enjoyed being a part of it. And just hope um, if it's my last appearance this season, which probably will be, just hope we do better next year. Here's to three points at crew and then finishing the season off in style. Sunny Portman Road next Saturday with 25,000. Let's hope for 25,000. Hopefully. Um, Segs, any other business, my friend? Uh, no, just looking forward to getting out of this league when we're going to the grounds with a bloody ice cream van stand. <laughs> but yeah. Yes. It's bad, yeah. But we still, I'm still calling it Gresty Road. I'm not calling it a Mournflake Stadium. Whatever. I'm calling it. Other... I, call, I call it Alexandra. Still. Yes, definitely. Um, Bono, over to you. Any other business, my friend? Uh, other than just to wish everybody well, stay safe, look after each other, and be kind. Um, no, it's been it's been great fun, great company, and um, yeah, looking forward to a HMS Pistol League set sail next year, baby. Um, I didn't hear any of that, but, uh, but I've got two more things to do. Of course, got to give a shout out to our sponsors at manscaped.com. Use the code KOA, get 20% off and free delivery. And of course, follow us and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Other ones are out there, of course, at Kings of Anglia. So yeah, um, Ben, Segs, Bono, it's been a pleasure. I hope everybody's enjoyed listening this week. We'll be back. Much more content, many more pods. So stay tuned for those. Goodbye for me. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.
Archon and to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.